It is Friday, June 18th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. It was a very busy night of dirt racing last night, and we'll get you up to speed today on everything that happened, including a surprise winner with the World of Outlaws late models. Jeff Gordon was back in a midget, and Brad Sweet broke through on his streak. Let's dive in. The main storyline we've been talking about with the World of Outlaws sprint cars in recent weeks has been the lack of podium finishes for Brad Sweet and how that's allowed both David Gravel and Carson Macedo to close on him for the series points lead. It had been nine races since Sweet, uh, since Sweet won or finished third or better, but that streak came to an end last night at 34 Raceway. Sweet started third, battled with leader Macedo just past halfway, and took over for good with nine laps remaining. The win was Sweet's 10th of the season, which is a series best. Even with his recent winless streak, Sweet is still incredibly averaging a win every three races in 2021. I don't think a win count above 20 this season for Sweet is an unrealistic number to expect. Behind him, Carson Macedo and David Gravel ended up with podium finishes, so the damage in the standings was minimized. They trail by 54 points and 64 points, respectively, heading to Dubuque tonight. Kerry Madsen and Gio Selzy completed the top five. Madsen has been good this season, getting that opportunity to run Tony Stewart's 14. He hasn't finished worse than sixth in his last six outlaw appearances. With a ninth place finish last night, Donnie Schatz's winless streak now sits at 38 races. After Dubuque tonight, the Outlaws head to Beaver Dam on Saturday before Monday and Tuesday racing at Husets. You can keep up all weekend long live on Dirt Vision. With the World of Outlaws late model series last night, it was all Pennsylvania driver Dave Hess Jr. at Stateline Speedway. He pulled off an incredible sweep against the Outlaws, going quick time on the night, winning his heat race, and then starting on the pole and leading all 40 laps. Third starting Brandon Shepard chased him through the feature but could never get close enough to complete a pass. Shepard ended up second, Max Blair third, Boombriggs fourth, and Chris Madden drove up from 13th to finish fifth. The dominating win for Hess was his second career victory with the Outlaws, which is wild as Hess only has four starts with the series back through 2019. The point standings on the website haven't been updated as I was working on today's show, but if my math is correct, Shepard extended his points lead by six, with the gap back to Madden now sitting at 52. The late model competitors head to Thunder Mountain Speedway tonight and then to Sealands Grove on Saturday for the late model National Open. Brandon Shepard and Scott Bloomquist were winners at Thunder Mountain in 2020, while Daryl Lanigan is the most recent winner at Sealands Grove back in 2019. Shepard is favored by the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula in both events. And even though he isn't winning a ton like we expect him to be, he has been good lately. Bishop has finished fourth or better in eight of his last ten races. Ryan Gusson also continued his run of good finishes last night with his sixth straight top ten result. I really feel like we'll see him break through for a win here pretty quickly. You can watch both shows live this weekend on Dirt Vision. Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series was back racing last night at Magnolia Motor Speedway after nearly three weeks off. They kicked off a three-race weekend, which culminates Saturday night in a 15,000-to-win show at Magnolia. Thursday and Friday nights serve as prelim nights with drivers earning points to set up Saturday's B-Main and feature lineups. Last night, it was all Jonathan Davenport in the feature. He slipped by pole sitter Kyle Bronson on lap two and drove away to his third win of the season. Mike Marler, Tim McCready, Josh Richards, and Shane Clanton completed the top five. It was a rough night for some usual frontrunners with both Jimmy Owens and Hudson O'Neill not transferring out of their B-Mains. That'll definitely put them in a hole for Saturday. Pole sitter Bronson ended up with a flat tire 
higher late in the going and finish 20th. It feels like if Bronson didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any at all. Tonight is another full program, paying $5,000 to the winner before the big show on Saturday night. If you can't be at the mag, watch live on MAV TV+. In Eastern Storm action last night at Sealands Grove, Justin Grant picked up his second USAC sprint car win in three races. He started fourth, battled past early leaders Kevin Thomas Jr. and Chris uh, Chris Windham, and drove away over the final seven laps to bag the win. Robert Ballou stayed rolling with a second-place finish, while C.J. Leary, KTJ, and Brady Bacon completed the top five. Ballou's top ten streak is now 14 straight races. Chris Windham ended up 15th after suffering a flat tire late in the going. He and Ballou were battling for second coming to five to go with the, uh, when the two came together in turn three. Ballou threw a slider at Big Daddy, but Windham stayed tough on the top, and Ballou actually ended up sliding up into him. The sprint car competitors have tonight off before they finish Eastern Storm on Saturday at Port Royal and Sunday at Bloomsburg Fairgrounds. Don't worry, though. They're still USAC racing to watch tonight as the Silver Crown Series is headed to Williams Grove for their first dirt event of the season. With three Eastern Storm nights now complete, Robert Ballou leads the week-long points over Justin Grant, while Brady Bacon is still 29 points ahead of Grant in the season-long championship standings. You can watch USAC through the weekend live on Flow Racing. Ohio Sprint Speed Week continued last night at Muskegon County Speedway for the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Tyler Courtney entered the night as the week-long and season-long points leader, and he'd leave that way as well. The beginning of the feature was a mess, and it took several attempts before the field finally got a lap complete. Multiple incidents collected Rico Abreu, Paul McMahon, Zeb Wise, Corey Eliason, and others. It was also a brutal night for Hunter Schoenberg. He came to a stop multiple times and had a flat tire. He later finished 23rd. Out front, Spencer Baston started on the front row and officially led the opening lap, even though pole sitter Kale Conley was basically out front through those early caution laps. Um, and it, at one point, Blake actually called out that uh, Kale had actually f- officially led a lap, but then when Hunter Schoenberg again came to a stop, that lap wasn't counted, so it was a complete start again. Baston led most of the laps, but was chased all race long by Justin Peck. Inside five to go, Peck threw a slider at Baston and cleared him for the lead, but the fireworks weren't over just yet. Baston actually took the lead on the final lap down the backstretch, but one more massive slide job into thir- uh, turn three secured the lead and the win for Peck right at the line. It was Peck's third All-Star win of 2021 and first since Sharon on May 1st. Baston was second, Courtney third, DJ Foos fourth, and Kale Conley finished fifth. The series was supposed to head to Lima Land tonight, but that event has been canceled because of weather. So tomorrow night at Portsmouth will close out Ohio Sprint Speed Week. Courtney enters the final night with a 32-point lead in the Speed Week points. His lead in the All-Star Championship has grown to a sizable 246 points over Corey Eliason now. You can watch the finale tomorrow live on Flow Racing. At Peoria Speedway last night, it was round three of the Summer Nationals. We got to see a different late model winner, but not a different modified winner. In the late model portion of the night, Devin Moran started on the outside front row and led all 40 laps en route to his second career Hell Tour victory and first since 2018. He was able to hold off challenges from Tanner English, Brian Shirley, and Ryan Unzicker through the race. At the end, it was Unzicker finishing second, Bobby Pierce third, Tanner English fourth, and Frank Heckenass Jr. was fifth. Shirley was actually third crossing the finish line, but was later DQ'd after he didn't go to the scales. Uh, This seems to be a a theme lately. We saw this a couple of nights ago with the All-Stars when Jack Hoddenshield didn't go to the scales. The night's modified feature turned into yet another dominating performance for Nick Hoffman. He bagged his third win in as many nights and has basically uh, been untouchable through this first week of racing. Kurt Spaulding, Nick Allen, Tyler Nicely, and Levi Kissinger completed the top five behind him. 
Hoffman, like most modified competitors, doesn't usually run every night of modified nationals, but it feels right now, if he did, that he'd win every single one of them. The summer nationals and modified nationals continue through the weekend with races at Tri-City, Fairbury, and Plymouth. Dirt Vision will have live coverage if you'd like to watch. In Illinois Speed Week action last night for the Power and Midgets, it was Cannon McIntosh who found victory lane at Lincoln Speedway, topping Brian Wiedemann and Carter Sarf. McIntosh started 7th and capitalized on issues for early leaders Jake Newman and Buddy Kofoid. Illinois Speed Week continues through the weekend with stops at Jacksonville Speedway, Macon Speedway, and Fayette County. Uh, for more on PowerEye, check out PowerEye.com. That's P-O-W-R-I.com. And if you missed it yesterday, go find Matt Weaver's Twitter account or the video on Flow Racing. Jeff Gordon actually hopped in a midget for the first time in something like 25 years and did some laps at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway dirt track. Tim Clawson brought a car for Gordon to use, and the event was used to promote the upcoming BC39 USAC midget race. The car had a Jeff Gordon throwback paint scheme on it, and Gordon had a fire suit and a helmet to match. Pretty cool. Uh, it was nice to see Gordon back on dirt, and he actually ended up doing quite a few laps around the track. The BC39 takes place August 18th and 19th at the IMS Dirt Track. It's a packed weekend across the streaming platforms, including 38 different shows for today. That includes your favorite national series, plenty of local and regional racing uh, on all the streaming services, Dirt Vision, Flow Racing, MavTV+, Fast 4, Race and Dirt, and a whole bunch more. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Friday and a good weekend. Hope you get a chance to enjoy some good dirt racing this weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily where you get podcasts and YouTube. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe and leave a review. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. And you can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll see you on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.